listening to the bob and bo show here are your hosts ty bob ty bo and sean welcome back to the show everyone i am ty bob joined by ty bo and sean um pretty good week number six coming at you uh the the league is starting to shape up so here a little bit later on in the show we are going to bring you our way too early playoff predictions that includes seating folks so make sure that we are right by the end of the season. But first off, here's Sean with Just the Tips. A little bit better week at Just the Tips this week. Uh, starting off with quarterbacks, quarterbacks that you should have started. Joe Burrow went off for 35 points and Nolens. 35. Should have started him. Geno Smith had a reduction back to earth, and he had 11 points. Not so good. And Kirk Cousins does Kirk Cousins things and is a completely mediocre quarterback who got you 17 points. <laughs> what else do, would you expect from Kirk Cousins? Moving on to a little bit more exciting players here. Uh, we got some running backs. Brees Hall for the New York Jets. 20 points. He is looking like a one of the top offensive rookie of the year candidates as far as running backs go. This pretty much just him and Damien Pierce that I see for them. Alvin Kamara, big week back again, 17 points. Kenneth Walker the third, 18 fantasy points. Help Tybo out. Help Tybo lose this. No, week. it didn't. Shut, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Wide receivers here. We got a Michael Pittman Jr., 27 points. Alan Lazard. 17 points. And another receiver you probably should have sat. Don't listen to me. We had a big argument about him last week. DJ Moore, three points. There's a the huge reason there was an argument, argument. about it. Huge, should have seen that coming. Huge. Should have seen that coming. Tight ends. Taysom Hill, three points. <laughs> He's a rough one to call, man. You never know if they're going to run it or just not use him at all. Really depends on the matchup, I guess. And the last tight end we're going to talk about here is Irv Smith Jr. 10 points. I believe he had four catches for like nine yards and a touchdown. Nice. He really only got you for the touchdown. Moving on to a little bit better better sit-em this week. Much better sit-em. Zach Wilson, four points. Jacoby Brissett, eight points. Daniel Jones, 12 points. Not too Crash. much scoring. Not too much scoring there for the quarterbacks. Michael Carter for the running backs, five points. He is very dependent on touchdowns. The Falcons running backs, Tyler Algeir and Caleb Huntley, five points apiece. They're not doing too much without uh, Cordero Patterson back there at running back. So don't look to start any of their running backs. Surprise, surprise, Ezekiel Elliott, 15 fantasy points. I was not expecting that from him. Moving on to wide receivers here. Amari Cooper had 14. He could have had more. He almost had another amazing touchdown. I think they actually called that a touchdown, if I remember that correctly. 
little toe drag in the corner of the end zone. Didn't see it. This one's going to hurt Amar- you, Dabo. Amari Cooper's like that, though. He, I mean, one or two games go off next next game, like two points like that. I mean, that that's that's kind of what he does. This one really hurts Tybo. The player he dropped last week, Brandon Ayuk. No, no. 28 fantasy points. No. 28. That could have been a major factor in our matchup, but luckily Tybo dropped him, and I still won. Last wide receiver here, Michael Gallup. Three points. Big play slay was all over that. And to the tight ends, one more time. Gerald Everett, seven points. And Hayden Hurst, somebody that Tybo thought was very high right now, had only five points. He said he was trending in the right direction. Like, if you look at the tight end landscape, like, five points is at least something. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I hate fantasy football. <laughs> if if you are not watching on YouTube right now and you are solely on audio, since Sean has brought up Brandon Ayuk, Tybo has just had this awful shitty face, <laughs> just pouting like a child, just hoping that just the tips ends at any time soon. And I hope it doesn't. Never. It's, hard to, it's hard to take his tips because I'm in the same league as him. So he's taking them before you. That's a smart man. That's a smart move. You can't blame Sean. I give the tips out just to solely mess with Typo. I like hoping it. he takes them and really messes up his team. It's great for content. Sure. <laughs> I tell you, though, Sean, every single week, your tips continue to get better, much like how we figure out the season. So kudos to you. Um, you're picking a lot of good players right now. And it's not just like the top name guys who you know is going to go off every week. And so salute to you. That's that's a pretty good segment you got going. Thank you. Thank you. Well, folks, I teased it a little bit earlier in the show. We do have our way too early playoff predictions with seedings. Um, I will read off the numbers and the boys here will read off who is sitting where we'll start off in the NFC at number seven. We got the Packers. Um, If there's anybody, um, well, if there's two guys in the NFL that can usually will their teams to the playoffs, it's Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, The Packers don't look too great, but I think they're good enough to make the playoffs. Number six. The Dallas Cowboys. Looks like the Cooper Rush experiment is over and Dak Prescott is going to finally come back and that Dallas defense looks pretty damn good. Five. San Fran's also got a pretty good defense. We got them winning their division. Um, Jimmy G has made it to the Super Bowl before, um, has a better track record in the playoffs than Aaron Rodgers. So... Now San Fran, they'll go at four, but before four, we've got number five. Oh, sh- my bad. <laughs> the New York football giants. <laughs> they look like they are for real this year, and Brian Dayball is getting as much as he can out of his players, even though the talent is not as high as some other teams. I swear I to God, you said four. 
<laughs> Typo has just ruined our number four with San mm. Fran. So we will jump to our second divisional winner at number three. Tampa Bay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, another decent defense. Um, they haven't looked so great in recent weeks, but Tom Brady, just one of those guys that's probably going to get his team to the playoffs. Number two. The Minnesota Vikings. The way this is shaking out, they have some close games, but they're winning a lot of these games, and they look like they're on top of the NFC North right now. And our divisional winner rounding out at number one. The Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> I'm sorry, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, pretty jealous of them right now, um, but – Look at the way we beat the Cardinals versus the way they beat the Cardinals. I still think we could beat them in the Super Bowl. I'll round out our top seven seeds for the NFC going into the playoffs. We'll now start off with our AFC teams making the playoff at number seven. We have the Baltimore Ravens. They look great in the first half, but they are always blow leads in the second half. Let's see if they can figure that out for the rest of the year. Number six. The charge is pretty good team. Uh, injuries definitely put them at risk, but they, um, they've they got a team that knows how to win games. So I think Justin Herbert uh, can overcome the adversity of missing Rashawn Slater. Number five. The J-E-T-S Jets. New York is a football town again, and the Jets look – Fun to watch for once. Both New York teams making it. It's a wild, wild time. Number four. I think the Titans can win the AFC South um, because it is abysmal. Um, My hot take that I said pre-show is Ryan Tannehill gets hurt. Malik Willis comes in and shocks the world. Uh, Him and Traylon just go off. Uh, But we'll, we'll see. The Titans and the Colts play each other this week, so... Number three, the Cincinnati Bengals. I know that they just lost the Ravens previous week, but they look like they're coming along finally, and they will figure it out by the end of the year. Number two, the Chefs. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, the Buffalo Bills. Sadly, we just saw that matchup. We know how both of those teams are going. Um, If you want to know why we put those teams there, uh, go see the game or check out our Chiefs podcast that uh, just came out a little bit ago. Uh, And that will wrap up our top seven seeds for both the NFC and the AFC. We need to make sure that we write these down and check ourselves, make sure that we are right or big wrong come the end of the season. Um, now there we're, we're going to do our, uh, pickums review those from this past week. And then I have a little game for us that I would like to do. It won't take too long. Um, but wanted to go over how we've done in pick them th- in week six and through all six weeks, uh, Tybo had gone on a very, very strong run of just win after win after win. Uh, and it sucked to see, it did not feel good. Um, so I had to go and take that over because we know that Sean likes to stick in second place for everything that he does. 
I am rounding out your week in first place with 10 wins and four losses. First time? Uh, that is my second time. I did win week one. Okay, okay. Were you were you uh, above 500 in week one? Uh, yes, I was above. Oh. I was eight and six in uh, week one. Okay. Was eight okay. and six in week one. Okay. I got the math here. I got the math. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 10 and four this week. Sean rounds out in second place at seven and six, just barely Ooh. over 500. Now there's one of us that did not finish 500. Yes. Very sad for Tybo. <laughs> he finishes. I had a better week than this. At six and eight. Six and eight. That's Not fine. very good. That's um, fine. One thing that we didn't check was who was closer on the score for the Chiefs game, and that was Tybo at 35 to 31. So there you go. Uh, however, our week six totals are rounding out as such. I am still in last place, even though I took first of this week. Uh, 45 wins, 47 losses with two ties. We've covered that previously. If you don't know why there's two <laughs> ties, go back in the previous post-game shows and check that out. Um, that leaves Sean rounding out in second at 49, 42, and two, with Tybo still being our leader after six weeks. 52 wins, 40 losses, oh. two ties. Nobody's too far away. Sean's just three, and I am seven. That's not too shabby. It's not too shabby. I just got to pick it up a little bit, you know? You nervous, Tabo? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sean has landed in second place every single week through six. He's going to have to pull out some magic to finally get a first place. I've got one first place. You might have. I'd have to go back and look. Well, folks, I have a little game for us. And this is going to be a question for both Sean and Tybo. So yes or no answers only, please. This game is called, Does This Team Have a Quarterback? We're going to go through a couple here. And I just want to know, do the New York Jets have a freaking quarterback? No. No. Well, that's just disappointing. He's got that dog in him, but he's not hes not a good quarterback. <laughs> Mr. Uh, INT up there. <laughs> they, they had a little bit of a quarterback controversy starting out at the beginning of the season with old Joe Flacco. There's another team in the same division that does have a quarterback controversy going on. It is the New England Patriots. Do they have a quarterback in either one Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones? Yes to Bailey Zappi, no to Mac Jones. <laughs> what I would have said. I think it's a maybe for Bailey Zappi, but a definite no for Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty bad. Um, Man, in Pittsburgh, do they have a quarterback? No. Absolutely not. The one they got doesn't even have a hand big enough to throw an NFL-sized football. And he this just guy is using out. Y2J in, in college. That's the only reason he was good. That's not good to know. Uh, <laughs> we'll round out the AFC with this because we know the Texans do not have a quarterback in Davis Mills. Does Jacksonville have a quarterback in Trevor Lawrence? No. no. A lot of teams without quarterbacks, boys. We haven't had a yes yet. We've had maybe a yes. It's tough. That's tough. Do the New York Giants have a quarterback? No. No. They have, a streak, boys. they have a streaky quarterback. 
They have a, one of the he best was, running backs in the league, too. Yeah. Daniel Jones wasn't one of them games. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, does Detroit have a quarterback? We know that their defensive issues are their priority or their their main issues. Do they have a quarterback? <laughs> I mean, what is that? What does that question even mean? Like, what <laughs> do they have a like? Is he their long term quarterback? Is he going oh, no. to stay there and be able to play and win? Is he going to be their franchise quarterback for the foreseeable future? No. Uh, uh, yeah, he's going to be their franchise quarterback for the foreseeable future, but they're still not going to win games. Because their quarterback and their defense. Both. All right. Well, that's fair. <laughs> and no, they don't have a quarterback. Uh, let's see here. few more to go. Do the Rams have a quarterback? Technically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this game. <laughs> John? No. No Wow. Quick. Right, Sean last is a quarterback one. snob. He is a quarterback snob. We'll go last one here. Do the Seattle Seahawks have a quarterback? Sean, yes. go first. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, baby. Who would have thought the Seahawks are what three and three right now with Gino? They are three and three, and Gino is playing Ooh. lights out. Ibo, do the Seahawks have a quarterback? Let me let me just look something up real quick. Okay, <laughs> what are we looking up there, bud? I got one for you. Do the Broncos have a quarterback? No. Okay, so Matt Stafford and Gino Smith. Have about the same yardage, but Matt Stafford's rating is 86 and Geno Smith is 108. I'll say this for the Rams. Their offensive line is really, really bad. Uh, I think it's Computer Cowboy, but I'm not really sure exactly who it is on Twitter um, that puts it out there. Um, it is the offensive line statistics for the Rams while they had Jared Goff up to 2022. So I think it goes back to like 2017 or 2018. There's never been an offensive line as poorly in efficiency as the Rams have this season. That could be the major contributing factor to the downfall of Matt Stafford and the Rams. Uh, No, Geno Smith's not a franchise quarterback. Can't win in playoff games, man? Sad. Sad. Well, that is. I think I think the Seattle Seahawks uh, still uh, look for a quarterback in the draft in the next couple of years. That's fair. He's getting up there in age as well. But that is, do they have a quarterback? Simple rules, simple answers. Not too much going into it. And that leads us into folks our games of the week. I'll start off with the worst game of the week um, out of the three that we chose. It was the Battle of the Birds. The, the Cardinals headed into Seattle, taking on the Seahawks. Seahawks come away with a 19-9 victory. Um, Arizona looks bad. They look really bad. Now they are uh, also losing Marquise Brown for a minimum of six weeks. He could be out for the remainder of the season. Uh, they did trade and bring in Robbie Anderson, but we'll have to see how that one plays out uh, because Call of Duty's release uh, starts up soon as well, and we know how Kyler loves uh, his small hands on a controller playing Call of Duty. 
Um, Seattle looking very, very good. Kenneth Walker's first start. The man had nearly 20 points in fantasy. He was able to run all over the field. Uh, 21 carries, 97 yards, and tug. Uh, played played very solid. Um, and a tug. <laughs> DK Metcalf is uh, showing a little bit of regression um, from the beginning of the season. We'll have to see how that continues to play out. Gino has some good stats, but realistically, I don't think his arm is there to be able to to, to sling it around um, like their receivers command. And um, yeah, Kyler Murray took six sacks for 51 lost yards. It's not good. This Arizona team's not good. Um, James Conner is not in. He's not been playing for a couple of weeks now. Even when he is in, it's like he's not playing. Um, everybody kind of knew, like last year was an anomaly. Everybody kind of figured that one out. Um, this team's bad. This Cardinals team is bad. Two and four. Expect them to continue on a downward trend. I think there was hope uh, when D-Hop came back, but Marquise Brown just went down. Um, and even though they traded for Robbie Anderson, I don't think anybody realistically thinks... Robbie Anderson brings the same level of play that Hollywood Brown does. Definitely not. Um, I mean, Robbie's a Robbie's a solid receiver. He's got himself a twenty million dollar contract per year uh, from Carolina for a reason. Um, but no, I, I, I think you're right. I don't think that one plays out as much as they hoped. But I mean, with with D Hop coming back, there's still got to be some kind of hope for him, right? They play in the that NFC. division. That division's tough, though. That is a tough division. It'd, it'd be a lot to come back. You got three teams that are three and three there. They're the only ones behind at two and four. Um, they're going to need a lot more than that offense to pick it up because that defense has been god awful as well. Yeah. All right. I had the Giants and the Ravens. Um, this was a pretty good game. Um, was the same score as uh, Bill's Chiefs, right? <clears throat> Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. But uh, the the defenses played well in the beginning of the game. Uh, so, like, both offenses kind of came out a little flat. Um, did anybody see the the stack um, the stack stunt call um, against against the Baltimore Ravens? They would have three guys line over the nose, they or or over the center, and they would split up. Um, on on the line of scrimmage uh, once the snap happened, mm. um, it was a very interesting play call, but it, it it effectively defended a lot of the option run plays that Lamar was trying to run and the Ravens' offense was trying to run. Uh, don't get me wrong, uh, the Ravens still ripped off. Thanks for that, Sean. Uh, you know you, can, you have a you have a mute button. I thought I was muted. That's fine. That's a fine. <laughs> Uh, Ravens ripped off some long runs um, as they usually do uh, in a game, but they, I think I think it's a little comical. Um, but the the Giants are are, are winning games deservedly. Um, the Ravens, you know, we have them at number seven. But if they if they keep if they keep this trend up of of letting games go with the in the second half, uh, they're not going to be in the playoffs this year. Uh, the Ravens are are looking a little poor. They've got three games that they've led by double digits and lost. They led 35-14 with 12-18 left to go in the first, fourth quarter. 
against the Dolphins and lost 42 to 38. They were up 20 to 3 against Buffalo with 13 seconds left in the second quarter, lost that one 23 to 20. And then they were up against the Giants 20 to 10 with six minutes and four seconds left to go in the fourth and lost that one 24 to 20. Not looking good in Baltimore. Moving on to the final game of the week, that was the Cowboys versus the Eagles. Eagles come out on top 26 to 17. I just want to go out and say this right now. The Eagles are the best second quarter team in NFL. They are the Warriors third quarter team. They're outscoring their opponents 112 to 27 in the second quarter. That is most by any team in the NFL through six games so far. The best part about that is that is more than 11 teams total points for the whole entire year so far. Just from second quarter scoring. They are killing it. I think it's somewhere around the time where we went to the Super Bowl, the Chiefs had a stat like that. But if you're if you're winning one of the four quarters of football by that margin, you know, that they're that they're winning in the second quarter, like that it's usually bodes well for your team. That brings me to another point for the Eagles. They are the most turnover lucky team in the NFL right now. Their turnover differential right now through six games is plus twelve. And the next closest one is plus four. Is that, is that luck, though? Is that? I say a lot of it has to do with the luck as well. It's definitely a lot with the defense, but 50 50 balls, that, you have to have a little bit of luck in turnovers. Just you do when bit. it's 50 50, but if you're creating fumbles, you're jumping routes, it's not 50 50, which most of them are not. They are yeah. contributing these turnovers. That defense is monstrous. They're number one. Defense and league for a reason. Big play slay and James Bradbury, man. Or Baldwin. CJ Gardner Johnson, man. I wish we would have picked up Bradbury, man. It's, it hurts. It hurts. We and thought those... some of our rookies were, were playing well, but it might have been a good idea to add a veteran. So especially we, with we the seen... injury issues we're having. Yeah. We are we are lying in the bed that we made. That'll do it for games of the week. Um Guys, there were some highlights. There were some lowlights, some absolute funny moments uh, through week six. I think one of the funniest moments that I saw was uh, Chase Claypool's post-game interview. I don't know if you guys saw this. (laughs) He was at his locker being interviewed, and um, uh, he was celebrating by taking his first chaw. If you don't know chaw is dip, chewing tobacco. Uh, One of his teammates gave him uh, a dip right before he did his interview uh, and and uh, he talked about it there. It was pretty funny. But then he tweeted shortly after that video came out of uh, him uh, w- one game. I don't remember when it was just laying down on the field like a starfish. Uh, and he was like, yep, this was me right after that interview. <laughs> that first one before. hits you crazy, dog. You're, a nicotine <laughs> fiend is always searching for that feeling that you had the first time you got a nicotine high because Jesus Christ. Nothing like it, man. Um, I'm going to go with uh, another crazy thing that I heard that Chris Collinsworth, of all people, said on national TV. Oh, God. It's embarrassing. No. (laughs) How about you get a little taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat? 
This is Sunday Night Football, national TV, and that's what you hear. Gotta love it. Hats off to him. Chris Chris Collinsworth. Chris <laughs> Chris Collinsworth <laughs> is a not so closeted cum guzzler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he says a lot of questionable stuff, man. Very All bets are off. Since Here's a like guy that likes to guzzle. Knees. <laughs> Chris Collins with. Oh. <laughs> All right, I think I mixed two different accents there. You <laughs> did. Um, here's again. All right, I'm sorry. There's another one. Um, uh, it came out broke by TMZ today. A uh, little odd. Um, there, there's been really bad reaction to it. It's definitely a low light. Um, Tom Brady likened the NFL season to military deployment. Um, which is just, just awful. You, you make that decision to be there at this point. Um, um, you get paid how much money? Like you get to go home every night. Yeah. You choose not to see your wife and kids. Like that. That's all on you, you man. You it's get to you. eat normal food. <laughs> well, normal for Tom Brady. It's yeah. Basically, he Marie does. It's a joke. What? Okay. It's a joke. TB twelve, man. <laughs> it's the TB twelve program. They just hand out MREs. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm assuming that's when he's going to be feeding his offensive line uh, until they start playing a little bit better. Yeah, this man's yelling at his offensive line after he went to Robert Kraft's wedding. On Friday. That's a that's a bad look. Like you have you have the craft wedding, which undoubtedly has great mu- musical artists there. Meek Mill did the intro for them walking in. They had Elton John. Um, I'm missing a couple others that were in there. Wait, Robert Kraft got Meek Mill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Robert Kraft and Meek Mill, great Jesus friends. Christ, great friends. They have people. they have Meek Mill there. There, uh, like in his box at the stadium during games a lot, actually. Uh, he gets Meek Mill in there because um, New England, where where uh, Gillette, where Gillette Stadium is in Foxborough, is basically a suburb of of Boston. Meek Mill's from Philadelphia. Yeah, I was like, what? Oh, that's no, that yeah, no, that doesn't make sense now that I think about it. Meek Mill is close with like a uh, donor the uh, Sixers and all that. I think yes. there's like some some. Uh... Overlap with that somehow. You think Meek Mill is in the Illuminati? Why? Where, where are we going with this, Tybo? Where are We're we no going longer with this? an NFL what? podcast. We are a we are now conspiracy. Sports, Go ahead, deep dive into it. Sports teams owners are like they're they're pretty rich. Like they're yeah. they're the people that are part of the Illuminati, right? Yeah. Like Jay Z. I don't know how Meek Mill got in, but I mean, I guess. Jay-Z's not an owner anymore. But Jay-Z's rich as... Oh, my God. I don't care about Jay-Z being an owner. Jay-Z's just in the Illuminati. Okay, that's what you're getting at. He's... Or not... Okay, not necessarily in, but these are the puppets of the Illuminati, right? I don't know, Tyler. Right. You tell me. You tell me, me. Uh... You tell me <laughs> Mr. Conspiracy Theorist. <laughs> Oh no! Well, back onto a football note that still stays with Illuminati ringleader Robert Kraft. Uh, Bailey Zappi 
fantastic. They have themselves a quarterback. It is it is Tom Brady esque. Uh, there's only one rookie QB in the Super Bowl era to win and post a 100 plus passer rating in his first two starts. It's only Bailey Zappi. Only Bailey, Bailey freaking Zappi, man. So he's so good. He I saw another stat. He has like the highest completion percentage of throws 15 plus yards downfield. He's at 70% for small sample size. This is what his second game, right? Third. Third game. Technically. Technically. But still 70%. They're not going to do that with Mac Jones when he comes back. They're not going to let him throw it that far. Bailey Zappi is your quarterback, Bill. Is Mac Jones coming back? Is he? Hopefully, hopefully not for New England. Bailey Zappi, good. Um, boys, uh, we kind of land this thing. Uh, there's one thing that definitely needs to be talked about. Uh, the New York football giants and the New York Jets. New York football is back in New York. Whether these teams are actually good. Temporarily. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ne- nobody's saying that these teams are going to win the Super Bowl, but both of them currently have winning records. There's no butt fumbles. Robert Sala is doing something amazing with the Jets. They undoubtedly killed it in the draft, and all three of them uh, have produced in some way very largely consistently, for the most part, outside of Garrett Wilson, who was consistent when Joe Flacco was in. Just got to get on the same page with Zach. Um, like that Jets team – how far they've come in such short time with Robert Sala at the helm. Sauce Gardner looks good. That's what I all, think. That's what all the DBs need is you need a name. They had Revis Island before. Now that you're just getting lost in the sauce. I, I think it's it's extremely promising. What the hell is so funny, Shaw? <laughs> Nothing. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's I think it's extremely promising uh, from a coaching standpoint. But what what do both teams not have? Quarterbacks. A quarterback. Next year's draft class is supposed to be extremely deep at quarterback, so there's a good chance that both teams can pick somebody up. But you know, playing like co- going after a quarterback in this league is is a gamble. Um, you don't. You don't always pick the right guy, even when you're for sure, uh, even when you're like a, like as sure as you can be that you're going to get the guy that you want. Um, it's it's sure a gamble. So, <laughs> I mean, the Jets most likely will not be going for a quarterback. You no. still he's he's only in his second year. You got to figure out what's going on with Zach there. Um, but there's no doubt that Daniel Dimes will be out of his way. Out of the way in in New York. Brian Dabble's not putting up with that. He just came from Josh hey, Allen. Pick a way yeah, to say his I name. Mean... It's Daniel Jones or Danny Dimes. It's not Daniel Dimes. Daniel Dimes. I like Daniel Dimes. Back at it again with the duck pass. You can't call him Danny because he's not that good, so you have to call him Daniel. Dimes just rhymes. When he's good, he's Danny Dimes. When he's bad, it's Daniel Jones. Well, he's 5-1, and one, so... He's Daniel Dimes. Dude. <laughs> you want to talk about Saquon Barkley? Yeah. 
was, he's been fantastic. Take one. It's uh, that was an attack on the way you say his name. That's okay. Gotcha. Fine. Boom. Roasted. <laughs> two fines. Two fines this this uh, this week. But uh, no, Saquon has been uh, back on the run. Do we expect him to be the rushing leader for this year? Um, kind of like everybody else is saying in the league. I don't know because it seems like the past two games, at one point or another, he goes out with an injury of some sort for a little bit. So the injury bug could be coming back for him. It's not the he's, main big. Is he is he still one, number but... one? I, I he was number one for a while. <laughs> he may have taken that over from Chubb because Chubb did not do too much this weekend. He did not. Chubb was very bad. Uh, no, Chubb, Chubb's at 649 and Saquon's at 616. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be – It. I mean, both of them have uh, injury history. So, um, let's see if they can both stay healthy. But it's 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 looking like it's going to be one of them because the next one down uh, is Josh Jacobs at 490. So, it's that's over 100 yards difference right now. Um, so, I, I mean, it's going to be one of those two guys for sure. Barring injury, but yeah, no, yeah. Uh, what, what what are we thinking? Like, what? Where is our mindset with these two teams seemingly being on the brink of just utter dismay and coming in with two new coaches that have been able to turn that ship around? There, I think whenever they crash back down to the earth, it'll be glorious to watch because they're <laughs> riding way too close to the sun right now. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely a time will tell thing. Um, you know, is it uh, is it a first time coaches beginners luck? Um, I know it's this is Salah's second year as a head coach, um, so I, I feel like as far as coaching promise goes, he's probably got the edge um, in in the development of his coaching staff. Um, both, like I said, both teams are just a quarterback away from really having a complete team or a more threatening team um i think i like the jets skill position players better overall than the giants uh the giants are leaning heavily on saquon barkley um but that can change in a in a a draft class um i just i feel like the jets may have a better chance of prolonged success going forward um, but they will have to fix the quarterback issue or they're going to plateau at a certain point. And like Sean said, when it comes crashing down, it will be fun to watch because New York on fire is the only way to see things. Uh, but seemingly that won't be until at least next year because we have them both at uh, number five in the AFC and NFC respectively going into the playoffs. Um, so that'll be something that we'll have to wait a little bit of time for. Um, And seeing on that note, folks, make sure to check us out on Friday as we drop our pregame shows for both the upcoming Chiefs and 49ers game. Go ahead. Thursday night game. Pick them. Ah, good call. We do have a Thursday night game that we do need to pick before we get out of here. Saints Uh, Cardinals. It is the Saints and Cardinals uh, the line from a sports book that shall not be named currently, Arizona is a one and a half point favorite. DeAndre Hopkins is back this game. Just throwing it out there. Does how does that how does that make you pick, Sean? I mean, your first pick, so. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, are you? Is it? Uh, I mean, I've picked first this entire this entire time. So I except for last week. <laughs> no, I technically still picked first. Not on the podcast. Yes, on, on the pod- podcast. You I made the pick. picks. I made the picks before the podcast. So yes, I picked before you guys. Boys, I will take the Cardinals. Who do we got? <laughs> I got the Cardinals. <laughs> I got the Saints. Taysom Hill goes off. <laughs> That'll do it for us here. Check us out on Friday. As always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.